It is Thursday, September the 2nd, 2021, and you are listening to Michiana Speak Out on the SME Community Radio Podcast channel. My name is Keith Thews, your host, and we have a number of interviews. It is Interview Paloza today. I was over at a event at the new Martin's Grocery on East Jackson, had three interviews there, and just got finished with a couple of interviews today. So we have a total of five interviews, all talking about various topics, and we're going to be having a little celebration coming up. But before we begin, let's go on to the news with News Nation. News Nation this hour, I'm Vic Vaughn. President Biden calls devastation overnight from the remnants of Hurricane Ida historic. The United States uh, National Weather Service issued a flood emergency in Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens, the Bronx, Staten Island, and parts of Long Island last night. The president says that's never happened before. He thanked first responders and told area governors that federal help's already on the way. New York Governor Kathy Hochul began storm preparations Wednesday morning. But we did not know that between 8.50 and 9.50 p.m. last night that the heavens would literally open up and bring Niagara Falls level water to the streets of New York. Says she wants to find out whether her administration could have better anticipated the storm's threat. Flash floods killed at least nine people in New York City, including a two-year-old boy. At least another 14 were killed across the Hudson in New Jersey. Governor Phil Murphy says multiple tornadoes touched down in Mullica Hill, Winona, Deptford, and Woodbury. Thank God, unless someone knows otherwise, casualties are extremely limited, uh, which is there but for the grace of God. Um, which is extraordinary. Look at the house behind us. Standing in front of a flattened house in Mullica Hill, says areas north of there were spared tornadoes but suffered what he called overwhelming flooding. The storm's blamed for more death in Montgomery County, Philadelphia. Two people drowned, another crushed by a falling tree. Pennsylvania Governor Tom Wolf. Right now, my administration is continuing to do everything in our power to support local emergency officials as they begin to assess the damage this storm has caused in their community. Rescue operations are now underway in floodwaters across parts of New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Mississippi, and Louisiana. Rescues were just suspended last week in Tennessee after catastrophic flooding there killed 20. The U.S. Supreme Court early this morning voted against an emergency appeal that would have paused a contentious new abortion law in Texas. The AP's Mike Hempen. Justices said those bringing the case had not met the high burden required for a stay of the law. Today's 5-4 ruling by the high court essentially upholds a new ban on nearly all abortions in Texas. Find News Nation on your cable or satellite provider and stay up to date around the clock at NewsNationNow.com and the News Nation Now app. I'm Vic Vaughn. All right, thanks so much for the news. This is Keith Thews, your afternoon host for Michiana Speak Out for Thursday, September the 2nd, 2021. Boy, we've had a unbelievable situation that happened in the overnight hours in New York City. The remnants of Hurricane Ida came charging through the Northeast yesterday. And according to one or more places, biblical flooding 
is what they were saying. Catastrophic flooding occurred in downtown New York City and other places as well. A large wedge tornado, the type that you would see in the Midwest, but not for the East Coast, even was happening yesterday from the remnants of Ida in New Jersey. And Reed Timmer, the famous storm chaser, was warning folks about that and covering that aspect of it. But the biggest disaster that led to the death of one toddler and nine adults so far happened in downtown New York City last night. I have plenty of videos that we're sharing as the news is coming in. And we have a report from our John Schaefer on the flood 2021 from New York City. So let's hear from John. There's been a huge flood warning and flood in New York City. Um, it's been on the news. I hope you'll follow it. Please pray for those people who are victims of this natural disaster and this flood. Uh, many people have been affected by it. It's going to be millions or more uh, dollars uh, to clean it up in property damage and people's lives are going to be devastated and all their possessions ruined by the flood. Some lives have been lost and it's just a situation where no one could see this coming, you know, to the extent that it happened. And I encourage you to tune in to uh, SME Facebook page or SME station here uh, for the latest in news and just take a moment to remember those people in prayer and pray that God will be with them and that they will be able to rebuild their lives back to some normalcy and uh, thank God for his grace because it might have been you, it might have been someone you knew and if it was someone you knew, uh, you know, try to support them however you can. Uh, and if financially you can give uh, to this disaster in New York City, there's plenty of opportunities to give uh, and to help the Red Cross or other agencies that are giving. Uh, so please do so. Thank you so much. All right, thank you so much, John, for that report. John Schaefer has his show on the weekends talking about homelessness, but he was kind enough to give us a report on the great New York City flood of 2021. Such a horrible, horrible disaster that happened from the remnants of Ida. Today we have a lot of interviews, five of them to be exact, on the show. 
We're going to be speaking here momentarily to Pastor Joel Irvin, part of the SME Community Radio volunteer staff, about a anniversary and what's happening with his church and give you a little information. Had a great time talking to him and everybody else. After that, we're going to be talking to Mike Gallo from the Excel Center. We're going to be speaking to the Elkhart Parks and Recreation. We have a couple of sisters that we also interviewed yesterday, talking about some neat arts and a couple of businesses that they do. So stay tuned for that. And then we'll wrap up our interview time with Ron Varesh, giving us a week date. We have racing that is wrapping up and racing that is yet to come in northern Indiana and lower Michigan. And Ron is our racing guru. So stay tuned for all that. You are listening to SME Community Radio's podcast channel. The show is Michigan Speak Out. I'm your host, Keith Thews. We'll have the weather and then my interview with Pastor Joel. If you served honorably in our nation's armed forces and you're looking for a way to continue serving your fellow veterans in your community, then join AMVETS. Each year, AMVETS members volunteer millions of hours at VA health care facilities from coast to coast, helping to improve the lives of their fellow veterans through the VA Voluntary Services Program. AMVETS posts and departments also participate in a wide variety of community service projects, ranging from Americanism in our schools to supporting the Special Olympics and Boy Scouts of America. If you no longer wear the uniform today, you can still serve through the AMVETS by joining today at AMVETS.org. Detailed forecast overnight clear with a low around 52. Northeast wind around 5 miles per hour. Thursday sunny, with a high near 78. Northeast wind around 5 miles per hour. Thursday night partly cloudy, with a low around 52. East wind around 5 miles per hour. Friday mostly sunny, with a high near 77. Calm wind becoming southeast around 5 miles per hour in the morning. Friday night mostly cloudy, with a low around 59. Southeast wind around 5 miles per hour. Saturday a 30% chance of showers after 2 p.m., partly sunny, with a high near 75. Saturday night a 30% chance of showers, mainly before 8 p.m., mostly cloudy, with a low around 59. Sunday sunny, with a high near 78. Sunday night mostly clear, with a low around 59. Labor Day a 20% chance of showers after 2 p.m., mostly sunny, with a high near 78. Doing all right. How are you doing today, Keith? Fine. Did you have any trouble connecting? Actually, it was spinning for a little while, and it gave me a, a didn't work, and I think now we're good. So, yeah, we are connected. So, yeah, um, we're talking to Pastor Joel Irvin, part of our SME Community Radio staff, and uh, just about two weeks ago, I was looking on Facebook and saw on Pastor Joel's personal page and the church page. Uh, a little milestone in regards to SME Community Radio. And uh, let us know what that post was all about there, Joel. Well, yeah, Keith. Uh, yeah, thank you for uh, inviting me on aboard. And last year you had uh, invited me to do something of a devotional for SME Radio. And it was about that time uh, we're, we're in the middle of the pandemic and um, – a lot of people were afraid, you know, fearing COVID and, and everything that came with that, you know, and people I knew were dying. But I also noticed there's a, another super spreader event happening. Uh, there was a plague of negativity going around. And 
it just seemed after some conversations with you that, you know, perhaps one way that I could help the community. And I would even say for my own sanity, as I was trying to plan a church and, and they didn't give me any pandemic training and all my church training. So, uh, you know, in kind of a once in a lifetime event that, um, how, how do we navigate these tricky waters of our days? There's all the political tension, there's racial divides. I understand that. That's for sure. I mean, it was wild. I don't think any pastors were prepared for such an event. And so it's been, what, one year now since we've been having a happy and whole in him. And we're waiting for Joel to reconnect. Those things do happen. And uh, so, yeah, bringing uh, Pastor Joel on board to chat about uh, one year of this great segment devotional that we have here on the on the podcast channel. It used to be on uh, iRadio, and then we went to Zeno, and now we're over here on on Anchor. Back? Are you back with us, Joel? I hope so. Can you hear me, Keith? There we go. There we go. And so, um, tell us about some of the favorite topics and shows that you can recall over this last year. Um, I don't know. I would say that just really discovering, I think every individual wants to be happy and every individual wants to know they belong. And so I would say a lot of the ones just pulling forth, uh, the good news of the gospel that, that Jesus, I mean, the kind of the verse that became the thing that launched the happy and whole in him was kind of a lodestone for me during the difficult time we're going through, uh, Matthew eleven twenty eight to 30, where Jesus says, Come to me, all you who labor and are burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. And it was just a, a powerful verse that, one, it tells us that we can find rest. There was a place we could find rest in a time when we're all burdened. But also at the same time, there is a yoke that we take. We're going to wear a yoke no matter what, but Jesus is saying, his yoke is actually a kind yoke. And perhaps the most central part of that passage, you know, in all the Gospels, there's only one place where Jesus kind of tells you what gets him up in the morning and he holds forth his heart. And it's right there in that verse. He says, for I'm gentle and lowly in heart. And in a real sense, Jesus was saying to me, and I hope others were hearing the message that he had the most understanding and accessible heart in the whole universe. He's the most kindest person who's ever walked the planet even though he's fully god and he really wanted us in that time to begin to lean on him and to trust in him not trust in in just the circumstances around us and let those define us so i'd say the the devotionals that were really linked to that were just healing balm to myself and hopefully for others as well yeah they have definitely been quite uh eye-opening and 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 thought-provoking that's for sure and now you're into the book written by jesus's brother the book of James. Yeah, I think we're about 35 devotions in on that. And I just wanted to spend some time with someone who saw Jesus up close and personal. He wasn't even a believer in Jesus at one point. And after he saw Jesus resurrected from the dead, he must have come to faith. And so, so yeah, that's been a, a really a wonderful uh, book to walk through with people. And just, I, I, I hope that it's been a real benefit. It's been a benefit to me, even as I do the devotionals. So Mm -hmm. And what time do you normally record these devotionals and get them posted into our library to, to be played either in the morning or in the afternoon or both? Yeah, I usually get everything recorded on Monday, Tuesday at the latest for the whole week. And I, I 
generally upload those, the sermon audio, another site in the evening, late in the evening, but then in the morning, I'll usually post them on Facebook and then also on the podcast. So, Okay. And uh, for those of out here in Elkhart or South Bend that doesn't know about Heart City Church, where is it located? What time is worship? And is there any new ministries or current ministries that your church offers right now? Yeah, um, Jamie and I uh, were lifelong Elkhart residents, and we've for a long time wanted to plant a, a church, a Bible-believing church in the downtown area. A lot of churches have sadly fled the inner city. Um, so we're located right now. We actually, beginning of this year, we purchased the old bank building. That two-story bank building was owned by Chemical and then TCF. on three, It's 303 uh, South 3rd Street. So we're located right in the heart of the downtown city. Um, yeah, and we, we're seeking to provide worship. We're worshiping every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. Uh, we also have a Bible study that goes on. He'll be going on here in just a few hours on Thursdays. We meet and start at 6.30. Um, we're seeking to provide worship that's accessible and represents the folks who live here. I mean, I we deliberately planted in the downtown. You know, we're not seeking to be diverse for the sake of being demographically reflective, but simply trying to reach the folks that God's ordained to live in this area. And so um, we're trying to be in the city, for the city, praying for this city. And actually, we find our peace there. That's what Jeremiah tells us. So we pray for this city and we seek to be a part of it. As far as ministries, we're really just starting to get geared up. I mean, the pandemic really, I mean, in one sense, it took a lot of steam out of everything we had planned because we launched right before it hit. And now we're kind of, we give us time to refocus our vision. Um, and so we're really looking to launch uh our, our particular focus is right now, as far as ministries um, outside of just the church and the gospel, which is primary, um, we're doing some parenting workshops. We're actually uh, doing it through Triple P. We found that was a real need. Jamie and I have been foster parents for about six years now. And oh, after wow. the pandemic hit, there was a lot of parents suddenly stuck at home with their kids. And it's hard to be a parent. And so we want to provide these parenting workshops. We're going to have a couple exploratory ones. One's in September, end of, I think it's September 20th. We have a second one um, that's going to be in November, and these are kind of exploratory. Um, and then we're also, we have a, currently a foster uh, care, foster parent support group that Jamie and I are a part of that we've been hosting in our building. Um, we're really looking to try to, to help parents. That's going to be one of the biggest parts of our vision. We're, we're not trying to be everything to everybody. We're, we have a very, very particular focus as far as how can we be helping parents and, and helping to reach the younger generation, um, being for the city, helping them parent. And obviously we're trying to reach kids with the gospel of Jesus Christ. So, Amen to that. And so uh, if anybody needs to get in touch with you or with Heart City Church, what's the best way they can do it? Well, um, there's a few ways. You can always join us for worship, 11 o'clock, 303, come and see. Um, we also uh, have a website up, Heart City Church. Um, and if you go to our website, you can find out lots of information. You can, we have our live, we have our YouTube channel where we're live streaming our services for those who prefer to join us right now at home due to the pandemic. Um, and there's, you can find the email information on there. And also you can um, look us up on Facebook. I, I, I always post also uh, to our own Facebook page, all of our sermons and our and our devotionals and other things. And so you can find out more about Heart City Church and what we're about. All right, sounds good. And and Joel, it has been such a great partnership and one that's gonna be continuing for quite some time to come between you as an SME Community Radio. 
Thank you as a station manager for being a part of us. And thank you for continuing to be a part of us moving in through the rest of 2021 and beyond. All right. Thank you so much, Keith. Appreciate you inviting me aboard and you have yourself a wonderful afternoon. Okay. All right. You too. And we're going to be talking after we come back after these messages with the Excel Center. We're going to talk to Mike Gallo and learn about that. That is actually meeting in a church a little bit further to the south of Hard City Church. Stay tuned. You're listening to Michigan Speak Out. God bless and take care there, Joel. You as well. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hi, we're the Goo Goo Dolls. We're fortunate that our daughters have what they need to grow and learn. But that isn't the case for nearly 13 million kids in the U.S. that struggle with hunger. Childhood hunger is a heartbreaking reality that Feeding America is working to change. Each year, the Feeding America network of food banks rescues billions of pounds of good food that would have gone to waste and provides it to families and children in need. You can help kids in need in your community by visiting feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. And welcome to Michiana Speak Out for Thursday, September the 2nd. And joining me on the interview is Mr. Mike Gallo, who is the site coordinator and runner. You run the uh, Excel Center for Elkhart. Correct. Yeah. Thanks for having me. And so talk to us about the Excel Center, because I don't think many people know what it is. Yeah, thanks. Um, so we've been in South Bend since 2015, and the schools have been around um, nationwide since 2010. So this is our first year in Elkhart, okay. and it's a free high school um, for adults only. So we only take students 18 over. All right. But everything is absolutely free. We even have free childcare. We offer free job certifications and dual credit as well. So wow. Um, there's no cost to our students, and we work around our student schedules. Okay. So. Um, our classes are Monday through Thursday. Um, Fridays are available for our students to come in um, and meet with the teachers one-on-one -on -one or get any assistance they might need. Um, but again, if a student only is available in the morning, they can take classes in the morning and work in the afternoon or vice versa. Wow. So how did the Excel Center get started? You said it's from South Bend, now it's over here in Elkhart in addition. So how did it get started? Uh, so back in 2010 in Indianapolis, the, the state leaders were recognizing coming off the recession of 2008 and 2009 that there were a lot of people that needed to kind of polish up their work skills. Um, okay. They hadn't graduated high school and the state would kind of recognize there was this gap. And so the Excel Center jumped in and kind of filled that gap. So um, they're fully accredited. Our diploma is good across all 50 states. But the, the purpose was for those people that for whatever reason, whether they were sick or had to leave or had uh, some family obligations in high school, giving them an opportunity to go back and actually get that core 40 versus the GED. Okay, so it is strictly all high school-based courses, unlike the Elkhart Community Schools Community Ed that has the, the GED program in different places. Correct, yes. We do not offer a GED. Um, we do offer online classes, though. Um, however, all of our certified, our teachers are certified, so, you know, we get our bread and butter is coming in to do it in person. However, if you're not available between the hours of 8.30 and 3.30, we do have classes online for students as well. You as well, okay. And so, for a person that is coming in, where can they find the location in South Bend? And then we'll focus on how Elgar got started. Sure. So, uh, the South Bend location is at 2721 Kenwood Avenue. It's okay. right by the Amtrak station. All it's right. part of the Curtis Products property over there. Oh, wow. Okay. And how many staff are part of the program? 
Um, I, the South Bend staff, I believe, has eight teachers. Um, and there's three, I'm sorry, four life coaches. And our life coaches are basically like high school guidance counselors, but they'll also assist people with any sort of uh, financial burdens or resources they might be looking for in the community. All right. Now, talk about the Elkhart. How long has it been in operation? How did it get started? And where are you meeting at? So the Elkhart location is 2626 Prairie Avenue. I'm sorry, Prairie Street. Okay. We're right in the corner of Prairie and Hively, right across from the Pier Moran Shopping Mall. Okay. And South Bend opened back in 2015, and almost instantly we had people from Elkhart asking for us to come over. Um, the timing wasn't right until now. We were actually we were going to come here last year, and then COVID kind of threw everything for sure, a loop. It screwed everything up. Yeah. So um, we have uh, opened our doors in Elkhart uh, for classes last Monday. I think that was August 26th was our first day of classes. All right. Um, probably have the date wrong. I got dates wrong right. through my heads. But, no um, problem. Yeah. So this is our second week with our doors open. We've already got over 50 people that have wow. applied and come through. So, yes. That's, that's um, awesome. Spots are filling up fast. Okay, and so if someone needs to contact you, um, what's the telephone number or Facebook or what's the best way to get reach? Yeah, so they can find us on Facebook. We're the Excel Center Elkhart, or they can go to our website, excelcenterhs.org. Okay. They can apply directly on there. Once they apply, we'll reach out to them within 24 to 48 hours. Okay, and they have to take some entry-level exams, correct? What specific, how does that come, you know, does it go like a general test and break it down, or how do they do it? Correct. So we'll look at your high school transcripts. We don't want to keep anybody longer than we have to. All right. However, we do recognize you may have a geometry credit from 15 years ago. That doesn't mean you're ready to jump out right back into algebra two. Okay. So we do some basic math and reading inventory tests because we want to place you in a class where you're going to be successful right from the start. All right. So we don't want to overwhelm you, but we also want to make sure that we're not putting you in classes that are beneath where you should be. So students do have the opportunity to test out of courses if they have that ability to do so. All right, and how long does it usually take an average person to complete the program? That's a great question. So we operate on eight-week terms. Right. So we have five eight-week terms throughout the year. And really it just depends on where they come in. Um, how many credits do you have? How many, what core 40 credits do you need? Some students have 39 credits, but they may not have the right credits. So a lot of that depends. But again, the average student, if they're with us all day, it could take anywhere from two eight-week terms to four or five eight-week terms. The students that are only available half a day, um, it's going to take them a little bit longer. Okay. And so it just all depends on, the, you know, the person itself. So um, tell me about at least a couple of success stories that you've seen coming out of the program since it got started. Yeah, um, one of the great things is, so we have some students that do not speak any English or very limited English that come to us. Um, they are terrified to even raise their hand in class. Oh, wow. And now um, we have students at IUSB that are honor students over there. Sweet. So, I mean, incredibly life-changing. Um, one of our students um, came to us with zero credits in South Bend when we first opened. They're now working um, as a loan advisor for First Source Bank in mm. South Bend. Okay. Um, we also have students that have gone on to do fashion design um, in college. So, again, it's... It, it, it appeals to everybody, whether you're looking to improve just your English and math skills and, and get that high school diploma because you've always wanted to just kind of accomplish that goal, or if you just wanted to pursue something further in life and that was kind of what's holding you back, um, that's what we're here for. All right. And so one more time, tell us how they can get in touch with you. Sure. Um, go to ExcelCenterHS.org 
or you can call me again. My name is Mike Gallo. I'm the director of the Elkhart Excel Center, 574-850-8808. And that number again? 574-850-8808. All right, we've been speaking to Mike Gallo from the Excel Center. We have a new Elkhart campus at an old church that is familiar, the old Elkhart Baptist Church on the corner of um, Benham, or sorry, Hively and Prairie. So if you know where the old Pimran shopping mall is, then just find the church, the big church. And you're in the far end, aren't you? Correct. Yeah, we're on the south end, closest to Walgreens. Yep. All right. So come on down if you're interested in finally completing that high school diploma. All right. We will be back with more here on Michigan Speak Out. Welcome back to Michigan Speak Out for Thursday, September the 2nd. And I'm over here at the Town Green Social. This was recorded yesterday. I'm here with Sherry from the Elkhart Parks and Recreation. So say hi. Hi. So, welcome. So tell us about this event. Um, I've only been hearing about it just recently. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if many other people might know about the Wednesdays here at the brand new Martins on Jackson. Right, so we're actually next week is our last week for the season, right? We've been here on Wednesdays from 4 to 7. It's a partnership between um, Elkhart Parks and Recreation, We Impact, and Martin Supermarkets. Okay, Mm -hmm. and so for folks who don't know it, tell us a little bit about what they would expect coming out next week. And um, I would say it would be the 6th, I think it is. So tell us what they expect. So it will be September 8th. Oh, September 8th. <laughs> yep. Thank you. Yeah, and calendar. we'll have uh, Beebs and Ash Smash Burger Social back to do the food. We have a beer garden okay. from Five Star Earth Dive Bar. Um, we have approximately 8 to 10 artisanal vendors that are here every week and um, musical entertainment by various bands. All right, and so who have been some of the bands that have come to perform that you could think of? Um, our first one was Paul Erdman. Um, oh my gosh, this is After Hours. I honestly cannot remember anybody That's else's right. name right now. Yeah, it's okay. What was it? Raphael Okay. All right, all right. And so the time that this happens is when? On Wednesdays, 4 to 7 p.m. Okay. And for folks who are not from the area, how can they come down to the brand new Martins? What's the best way to find it? Google. <laughs> Jackson Street. Okay. Yeah, so across from Hacienda, everyone knows where that is. All right. And has the attendance been really wonderful? Um, the attendance has been pretty good when we've been able to be open. We did have to, to uh, cancel several weeks due to the weather this year. Okay. And are you going to be bringing this back in 2022? Yes, we are. All right. Yep. Any, any other special events that you got coming up in the next month that folks might be interested in, in checking out? Um, we're going to have a tailgate and food truck festival September 25th. Downtown is Central Green. Okay. Um, and there will be food trucks. We'll have the Monster Message screen out there um, showing the Notre Dame-Wisconsin game. Um, and we've got uh, two bands right now, um, probably 10 food vendors. And then some activities for the kids. Okay, and if anybody wants to know more about what's happening with Elkhart Parks and, and this event, where can they go? They can go to the Parks Facebook page okay. or call Elkhart Parks at 574-295-7275. And can you give that number one more time? 574-295-7275. Okay, and your name again is? Sherry Krask. Sherry Krask. Okay, well, thank you so much, and uh, glad to talk to a few folks out here at the Town Green Social. One more 
week. And uh, we'll be back with more here on Michigan Speak Out. Welcome back. This is Keith here on our big afternoon show for Thursday, this September the 2nd, over here at the Town Green event at the new Martins in downtown Elkhart over on East Jackson. Talking to one of the vent- a couple of the vendors over here, Audrey Ash and Lauren from Laser Fox Studio, and Audrey does creative arts. And so, say hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. Hello. So talk to us about what you have here and how long you've talked how long you've been doing this and so my hu- this is Lauren, my husband and I, um, Mark and I have a business called Laser Fox Studio and we do laser cut wood artwork and jewelry and um, I also have some things that are hand stitched and embroidery and some um, clay earrings as well and we've been doing this for probably about five years I'd say okay um, yeah all right and and you already tell us about what your business is and and what you usually do sometimes I get tongue-tied <laughs> I understand that yeah I I am doing mostly resin art these days so I, um, I have a lot of different home goods. I have some tumblers and coasters and some serving boards um, and different beautiful things. Lots of color. That's my thing. Um, I've been doing, I mean, I've been doing this particular kind of thing for a couple of years, but Lauren and I are sisters and I would say we have a lifelong creative and artsy background. All right. And so what made both of you decide to go into this type of business? I think that we are the type of people who just need to create. And so all of our free time goes to this kind of thing. And so if we wouldn't be, if we would not be selling it, then our houses would just fill up with things and we wouldn't be able to move anymore. Uh Uh-huh. All right. So Audrey, are you in a physical location or you just go from different places like these events or Rhapsody in Green or tell us? Yeah, we are both out of our houses at the moment. Um, we've been in different shops at different times. Um, we both have online shops, way to, ways to find our art. Um, I have an Etsy store. Lauren has a, a website. All right. And uh, give us the name of that website, and are you also on Facebook? Yes, um, we are at Laser Fox Studio, and our website is laserfoxstudio.com, and you can also find us on Facebook and on Instagram. Okay, and how about for you, Audrey? The best place to find my store would be on Etsy, and you search for A E A S H A S Creative Arts, and you'll find my store. All right, and so what is the neatest thing that, that each of you have that people might say, wow, I never thought about doing that? Well, I would say the coolest thing that we make um, 
I can't even take credit for because my, my husband is also an artist and he has made these animal faces that are really, um, what would you call it, Audrey? Like intricate. Yeah, intricate. A lot of just, it's cut out of wood and it's just like nothing people have seen before. We get the most comments on, on his artwork in that in that way so I'd say people should come check it out just for just to see his wall art all right how about you well my newest favorite thing that I've made is a serving board and it looks like ocean waves but it's over kind of a rainbow ocean um, I think it's really cool <laughs> <laughs> okay, so thank you so much, ladies. And so we're here with Lauren and Audrey, record on Wednesday night at the Town Green Social. There is one more event. Are you both going to be here next week? Yes, we will. Come yes. see us. Okay, and what time will you be here? Starts 4 to 7. Yeah. 4 to 7. All right, so come on down to the Town Green Social next Wednesday at the Brand New Martins on East Jackson. And reporting here is Keith from His Chance Speak Out. We have more. I want to thank everybody for their great interviews, and please look those up. I have posted links on our SME Community Radio Facebook page, so check out the Excel Center, and check out the ladies' pages as well on their art, They and as well as you can go to the Elkhart Parks and Recreation. So now it's time to talk motorsports with our interview with Ron Varash and then the rest of our programming. And tomorrow, get ready for the Jerry Lewis Muscular Dystrophy Association special podcast, a combination of SME Community Radio and Michiana Homegrown Talent Radio, WMMR-IR. So let's take it away with my interview with Ron Varash, Talking Racing. Good afternoon, Ron. How are you doing today? Happy Thursday. All right, Ron, you there? Hello, how are you doing over there? I'm doing just fine. Losing your sick. Losing your Okay. So tell me if you can hear me. Okay, um, I got your... Oh, good. Yeah, exactly. I won't move my head at all here. Aha. <laughs> uh -huh. So, so what? I heard you're going to be going down state the last time you and I spoke down to Mount Lawn uh, down there this weekend. Boy, we got a big show going on. It's uh, the, Dave Duncan's calling it the uh, Race of Palooza. We got six classes of race cars and the modifieds. They normally race for a thousand to win down there, but they're going to go for five thousand to win on Sunday. And the late model sportsmen, they're called the late models down there, but they're the late model sportsmen up here with the template bodies. And they're going to go for 2,500 to win. And normally they race for 1,000 to win. And then we have the Crown Vic class. That's kind of like the uh, Crown Victoria is kind of the ex-police cars. They're going to go for 500 to win on Saturday and Sunday. And then which is like our Hornets up here are going to be doing the 500 to win on Saturday and Sunday. The Pro Compacts, which is like our outlaw front-wheel drives up here, are going to be going for a 500 to win on Saturday and Sunday. And uh, plus we have the Thunder Roadsters. 
So it's going to be a pretty good show down there. Um, like I say, 10 bucks to get in on Saturday and 10 bucks to get in on Sunday. And to, to get in for 10 bucks to see a 5,000 to win show and a 2,500 to win show, normally it's a $20 ticket, $25 ticket to see something like that. So, um, wow. we got, you know, our weekly guys will be there. There's some, uh, out of town guys that will be rolling in there as well. So it's going to be a, going to be a pretty good race and 76 laps for the one feature and 75 for the other. So it's a lot of laps. Uh, the track's a little bit hard on the braking, so they're going to kind of have to pace themselves. The tires, unlike the Hoosier tires we have up here that kind of go out towards the end of a race or they're only good for 40, 50 laps, we run the American Racer. It's a harder tire. It's a little bit of a slower tire by about two, three tenths, but they hold up. And uh, actually, a lot of these guys have been running the same tire all year. And okay. uh, so it will make some good racing on that end of it. The weather's looking pretty good. It won't be too hot. It won't be, you know, no 90 degrees. And, you know, oh, yeah, that was brutal last time. And That's what got me away from the track because it was going to be some nights, some degrees. And then we also had to deal with, uh, with the memorial service. Uh, uh, that, was a, that was a story and a half on that one. And a mess so there. The track down there in Mount Lawn, that's not just a perfect looking oval. That's a unique. Well, like a trial, wasn't it? Yeah, it's almost it was built around a baseball diamond in the late 30s. And uh it's pretty flat and it's kind of narrow to a point, but very racy. The grandstands are up real high. You won't have somebody sitting in front of you and you can't see. It's uh the tracks down below a lower level and uh it's very picturesque. I've taken some really good shots there. It's uh you know with the sunset and going into turn four there and you can get some really cool pictures with the cars there, but it's kind of like, uh, almost like I say, like a trioval of sorts and a very unique setup. The cars go, you go over a Creek when you enter the pit area. So it's a pretty, pretty cool setup. Plus we're doing something for kids uh, Sunday night, kids eight and under are free. We're going to do bicycle races, big wheel races, and we're going to do a nickel pitch quarter pitch. And we're up to, I think almost $500 in coins for the kids to collect on the racetrack. So, oh, my gosh. So there's going to be some kids. There, they got some silver dollars. A couple guys did. They're doing quarters and nickels and dimes, and they're still adding more to it. We're going to add some stuff to it as well when we get down there. But uh, we do the big wheel races down the front stretch and, like, bicycle races and uh, uh, track, and uh, we'll get pictures. You know, they'll be Facebook famous, too, with it. So, uh going to be a, a pretty dandy show and like i said we're heading down saturday morning getting all set up and you know what the, they're going to do the call fight on saturday for all the classes and then sunday's going to be features only and then uh, like I say the modifieds and late model sportsmen are racing sunday only they're going to do heat races saturday but the big features for them are sunday and then everybody else is going to run like a full program both days so okay uh, Pretty good deal going on down there. Um, some other shows we got going on up here. New Paris, they're going to have a night of destruction this Saturday. And it's all kinds of different races. Uh, uh, backwards race, women's race, um, Cowboy Cadillac's another one. They do a figure eight, um, like an enduro type. But also something they're going to be doing is they're going to be honoring first responders and military. You know, oh, nice. Especially with 911 coming up. Exactly. So discount tickets will go to current retired veterans and first responders with proper id so um someone's you know first responder or a veteran uh, or you know a retired or current they can bring their id and get in for a discount how much it is i'm not exactly sure but uh, i mean they'll they'll do it right and then new paris one of the few tracks you can bring in pop 
You can bring your grill in. I mean, we've done that too, bringing a grill in and cooking food on the grill while you're watching the races. It's quite the unique setup with the, the, the really the almost all the way around the track. You can park along the fence or behind the grandstands and uh, have some fun that way. Uh-huh. South Bend, they're having a night of destruction Saturday night. And they're going to have a full-size demolition derby, a compact demolition derby. And they're going to have the fireworks display. And remember that 4th of July fireworks display. It was a holy smokes thing that Kevin Sauer and Vern Sauer put on. And uh, they're going to do it again again this Saturday night. And it's going to be at least 20-plus minutes. And it's two to three places shooting fireworks off at the same time. I put a video up. Trying to catch a spot here and there. But, I mean, this thing is just constantly – it's almost like a grand finale going for 20 minutes straight. It's amazing. Oh, my gosh. Kevin really puts puts his heart into that fireworks display. When they bring that stuff in, it's like, my, look at all the stuff you're loading up. And uh, it's really cool with all the different colorations with the fireworks and um, – just wow it's almost like kaboom 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 I mean, it's just going going so that's at south bend this saturday night as well um kalamazoo speedway they have season championships this coming uh, friday night with those super late models and the four other classes including sportsman street stocks and the front wheel drive classes so that's going to be friday night at kalamazoo speedway and galesburg has an open competition late model race sunday up there at their place and they're going to let bigger plexiglass bigger tires and but anything goes with the late model bodies and stuff. And uh, some guys, sometimes guys get pretty exotic doing that. And uh, it's pretty wild there. And uh, then we got some results from last week too there. And, you know, New Paris, they had their season championships. And Kelsey Fletcher took the feature race win. I mean, like I said, she's almost unbeaten over there this year doing the uh, Diva class. Mini socks, it was Dustin Williams winning the feature, but Mike Smith, wins his first ever championship for mini stocks so that was pretty cool for him limited late model tony chapman took the win and cody hong was a track champion street stocks travis slayball he he's been uh, off a couple weeks there without winning but he won saturday plus he was a champion over there for another one he's uh he's like an he's like ageless just with him and the car doing really good um outlaw front wheel drive jason Harmon took the win for the feature, and Jason Clevenger took the point championship. And the Hornet class, Alexander Bowie, he took the Hornet A-Main, and then Kimmy Grubb, she ended up winning the championship female driver, so that was a pretty cool deal there. And then we go to South Bend Motor Speedway, and boy, there was a video that I posted. They had nine late models start the feature, and uh, Steve Stacy got hard into the wall, um, down the back stretch, Rich. Bowles, I, I saw that video, or part of the video, I should say. Oh wow. yeah, Rich uh, Bull's throttle stuck, and he went into turn one, and his car's pretty totaled. And then they had another wreck going into turn three, and we piled four more up there. They had two cars left for the feature race, and Charlie Hanna called it off. He says, uh, and Kevin Sauer won the feature. It was kind of like Kevin, like he won it, but he wasn't real. You know, he's he saw the cars going off on a record. I'm lucky we didn't see that kind of a wreck in May or June. That would have set that class back a few weeks. But they got this weekend off for racing, and then they got the showdown next weekend. So some guys are be able to get their cars ready. Other ones are just going to call it a season. But uh, some major carnage there. But uh, for the uh, for that late model race, Jaden Kurtachi, he ended up winning the track championship. And uh, this is only a second year of racing, uh, the late models over there. 
And then a couple of Maynards, uh, Logan won the street stock feature in the championship. And then Austin Maynard won the uh, championship for the sportsman class. And Derek Davis ended up taking the front wheel drive championship. So pretty good deal for him there. And Brendan Davis, his son, won the uh, championship for the Hornet class. So uh, like I say, uh, racing's got pretty much the Labor Day, the weekend's off. But then you go back uh, next weekend, they got the showdown at South Bend, then the blowouts at New Paris, you know, a week later. Um, something else this weekend, Angola's got a big show uh, Saturday and Sunday. I and, saw a flyer for that online. Yes, and the vintage cars are there. Normally, I announce for them, but since I'm doing photos for McLawn, I'm down at McLawn on Saturday and Sunday. So I'm going to miss miss seeing my vintage guys' uh, peeps there and stuff. But uh, should be a pretty good show over there at Angola with some pretty good money put up Sunday. And they'll get guys coming down from Springport. They'll get, you know, some guys coming up from Fort Wayne that don't go to McLawn. And maybe some even some uh, new Paris guys might sneak over there. You know, they got to fit the rules and everything, of course. But uh, nice tribute race for Jeff Shelmerdine. He passed away years ago. And uh, Pam's his mom, and she runs the track. And they always do a race in honor of him over uh, Labor Day weekend. So All right. uh, kind of a pretty neat deal there. But uh, to say racing's going on, um, well, you know, just, you know, local tracks, night of destructions. And uh, like I say, then it really starts slowing down after next weekend. Then some tracks are closed after that. And then you say you got one area tracks running something, one isn't. Something else, too. We talked about M40 Speedway. They were supposed to have a big race this weekend. And I mentioned that they haven't advertised it for a few weeks and a couple weeks and what's going on there. And they end up postponing or canceling the race this weekend. They couldn't get tires. And oh, no. Some tracks are having trouble getting Hoosier tires. And other pl- tracks are scrambling around to try to see what they can come up with. And um, they end up canceling that race. They had a lot of money put up for first place, too, with between the late models. I think it was 10. I think it was 7,500 for the late models. And the sportsman was like 25. Street stocks was two, I think. And front wheels. That was almost like 13,000 put up for this first place alone. And that you would have needed a lot of people there just to pay for that first place. And, wow. uh, and sometimes, you know, you take that gamble if it's going to work or not. And, yeah. Uh, just before the severe thunderstorm we had in the middle of August, um, that ended up damaging my friend's camper. We had gone up, um, up to, uh, Jones, Michigan. And I got a chance to actually find M40 and it looks pretty nice up there. Yeah. It's a nice little layout. It's, uh, you know, it's almost like a little bit like a little bit of a triable there, you know, a little bit of a, you know, a little turn there on the straightaway there. Um, it's a fast place. The banking's, you know, nice banking there. The tough part is with the wall on the inside, the wall on the outside, if you spin out, sometimes it's a, it's a funnel to the wall and there's uh-huh. no place to run. You know, New Paris can go down in the infield, South Bend can run down in the infield and avoid a wreck McLawn. But when you got like an inside wall and an outside wall, either you, go through it or you go into the wall or go into somebody so that makes it kind of Mm -hmm. tough you know something could happen there but uh nice joint um you know uh at at first um it was owned by oh my name thinking the name here and he moved it on to the browns the browns had it for a few years and then kevin kosher got it back about 2010 and uh, he's been running it since then. A couple of different people have leased a couple of shows there, but uh, um, nice facility. They've been having trouble getting shows in the last couple of years there, but uh, like I say, hopefully they can get something figured out there. For Sometimes for some drivers, it seems like it's 10 miles far, and they just 
but can't get up there or don't want to get up there. It's uh, kind of the way some of the drivers, you know, have that thinking there. Oh, I'm going to get there too late and, you know, and this and that. But uh, nice facility. I mean, it's a quick – Super Mods went 1050. Um, open late models went in little 10s up there a few years ago. So uh, a, lot of, a lot of speed at that track. All right. Well, hey, Ron, I want to thank you so much for giving us that race report and hope to look forward to talking to you here next week after the holiday. Yeah, we'll uh, get that. We'll do the showdown at South Bend there next weekend. And that's going to be kind of the last race out there. They're going to have a night of destruction out there. Another one later on in the year, like Halloween demolition derby thing. And then you got new Paris coming up a week after that. Um, actually, next weekend, too, is a mud ball at new Paris on Sunday. So be on Sunday, you know, the 12th, I think September 12th. So it's going to be at New Paris, the uh, New Paris Mud Bog. So uh, some different, All right. different things going on. We got a couple more mud bogs down, you know, later on in the year, too. We'll talk about as well and, uh, and more race results. Sounds good. Sounds good. And uh, I'll send you a private message so we can get together and I can try to get you that uh, stuff for the, uh, the lap board. So okay. anyway. Well, you, you take care and safe travels this weekend. For sure. And we'll have a lot of pictures to post <laughs> like we always huh. do. <laughs> All right. We'll end with that. So thanks so much, friend. And we'll talk to you next week. Okay. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. We'll have more coming up. In 1960, the Everly Brothers recorded this song, Love Hurts. If you haven't heard it, it begins like this. Love hurts. Love scars. Love wounds. And Mars. If that hasn't punched you in the gut, here's how it ends. Some fools rave of happiness, blissfulness, togetherness. Some fools fool themselves, I guess. But they're not fooling me. I know it isn't true. Love is just a lie made to make you blue. This depressing song tells us that while love promises the lover joy, completeness, hope, reality in this earth guarantees a different outcome. Have you ever had your heart broken? Have you ever wondered why this is? Actually, the Bible has a lot to say about love and our heartbreak history. One of the most shocking stories in all the Bible is the story of Hosea. God commands his prophet to take to himself a wife, and not just any woman, but to join himself in marriage to a woman who will tear open his heart before a watching world. The Lord says to Hosea in chapter 1, verse 2, Go, marry a promiscuous woman, and have children with her. For like an adulterous wife, this land is guilty of unfaithfulness to the Lord. Why would God tell Hosea to marry a woman who everyone knew would not be faithful? Because Hosea's marriage was to be a picture of ancient Israel's unfaithfulness to the God who had set his love on her. God had redeemed Israel out of slavery, called her out of the world to be his and his alone. But Israel chose to live for selfish pleasures and passions and even stopped speaking to God. Oh, except when they needed something, of course. And James has been showing us that we're no different today. James says to Christians who are living for their worldly passions in James 4.4, 4, You adulterous people, do you not know that friendship with the world 
is enmity with God. Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Sadly, some Christians think that sinning is merely a breaking of God's law. James calls them adulterers because sinning is a breaking of God's heart. Hosea and his marriage were a word-made-flesh illustration of God's heartbreak so that Israel and so that we will come to know something about God and how his heart has been breaking ever since the first couple hid from him in the garden. Friends, we have compiled quite a heartbreak history. But wonderfully, God sent the Apostle James to remind us of the good news of the gospel when he writes, Or do you suppose it is to no purpose that the scripture says, He, God, yearns jealously over the spirit that he has made to dwell in us. James is reminding us that God is like a jealous husband who wants to win us back. Yes, when we look in the mirror, we can despair over the heartbreak we have felt, the heartbreak we've caused. The good news, my friend, is Christ doesn't seek to divorce his church. Christ is ever seeking to reconcile his church and you to himself. Listen to verse 6. But he gives more grace. God shows us grace, more grace, despite of our past. And we have one of the most beautiful pictures of this in Hosea 3. After Gomer, his wife, has abandoned Hosea and later finds her lover no longer wants her, God speaks to Hosea and says, Go, show your love to your wife again. Though she is loved by another man and is an adulteress, love her as the Lord loves the Israelites, though they turn to other gods and love the sacred raisin cakes. Let me describe the scene in chapter 3 of Hosea. Gomer, the well-known prostitute, stands on a platform and she's up for auction. Her lover, her master, needs her no more. And he's hoping to get whatever he can for her, and then she's out of his life. She's standing there, likely naked, in shame before the people, and she's wondering, who could ever desire me? And suddenly a voice she almost forgot calls out from the distance. And can you hear the hush coming over the crowd as they too look to see? It's Hosea, the heartbroken prophet, has come to buy back his adulterous bride. What a stunning picture of God's steadfast love for his people as Hosea redeems his wife in front of all of his neighbors. And friends, this was but a shadow of the great love that would be on display as the word became flesh eight centuries later when Jesus brought back his adulterous bride from the slave market of sin. Friends, remember the cross as a beautiful picture of God's jealous love for us that redeems despite all the painfulness of recovery. It is at Calvary where we see that God's love is not a lie, even though it seems too good to be true. My friend, remember who you are and who you belong to. Hero mother saves son from mountain lion attack. This is BreakingNewsEnglish.com. A woman in California has been hailed a hero after fighting off a mountain lion that was carrying away her five-year-old son. Her maternal instincts kicked in as she dragged her little boy from the jaws of the big cat. She fought off the wild animal with her bare fists in the garden of her house on Thursday morning. Her son had been playing in the garden when the lion pounced. The boy suffered bites and lacerations to his head and torso, but is now in a stable condition in a local hospital. He is expected to make a full recovery. Patrick Foy 
A spokesperson from the California Department of Fish and Wildlife said, "The true hero of this story is his mom because she absolutely saved her son's life." Officials reported that the mountain lion was a juvenile and was less than a year old. They said the attack probably happened because the creature was young and was practicing its hunting skills. They shot a lion near the boy's home that was acting in an aggressive nature. The officials later stated, "Wildlife forensic scientists analyzed samples from underneath the claws of the suspect lion carcass and isolated traces of human tissue and blood." With a DNA profile that matched the young victim, they added results were conclusive that it was the attacking lion that was shot by the wildlife officer on scene. Another mountain lion was found at the scene. It was shot with a non-lethal tranquilizer and release. This is Noreen Lam reporting from Spain. Profile America, Thursday, September second. For Americans who take the social distancing advice seriously, if not to extremes, September has just the thing. It's National Wilderness Month, celebrating the 1964 Wilderness Act, which established the National Wilderness Preservation System. Currently, the system is a network of about 110 million acres, more area than the state of California. This public land is comprised of more than 760 wilderness areas administered for the people by the federal government. It amounts to about 5% of the nation's landmass, but only 2.7% when excluding Alaska. More broadly accessible are America's 680 nature parks and recreation areas, with about 7,800 employees to assist in getting back to nature. You can find more facts about America from the U.S. Census Bureau online at census.gov. This concludes our podcast for today. Stick with us Monday through Friday, and download it here through Anchor FM and the Anchor Podcast, free of charge through your Google Play Store. On behalf of us at SME, have a good one.